Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time This week we're going to be focusing on the late period Beatles, 1968 to 1969. Besides one number, Hey Bulldog, all other songs were recorded after the group's spring sojourn to Rishikesh, India, to study transcendental meditation with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Although one would imagine such a stay would increase the sense of harmony within the group and help them cope with the strains of the events of late 1967, i.e. Brian Epstein's death and the panning of the Magical Mystery Tour film, the trip actually had the opposite effect. Ringo left after 11 days, and Paul after a little more than a month. Although George and John stayed for two months, they left disillusioned with the Maharishi after accusations that he made advances toward the sister of the woman who inspired the second song we'll hear tonight. When the group first returned to the studio at the end of May 1968, things had definitely changed. First of all, John's new girlfriend, Yoko Ono, was a permanent fixture in the studio from the first session for the Beatles, a.k.a. the White Album. Secondly, Paul, John, and George essentially became the producers of their own material. While they did work four to five days a week throughout June, July, and August, by August 22nd, Ringo had had enough and quit the group. The first two songs of the White Album, Back in the USSR and Dear Prudence, are only two of five songs that Starr did not play drums on, the other three being Love Me Do and P.S. I Love You from 1962 and The Ballad of John and Yoko from 1969. For the first song, Back in the USSR, McCartney primarily handled drum duties, with Lennon adding a snare overdub and Harrison overdubbing some snare and tom fills. For Dear Prudence, however, it is all Paul. This song shows the innovative mind of McCartney as a drummer, and it is easy to see how he could often have strong ideas on how a drum part should be played. We'll start with Back in the USSR with drums, bass, played by McCartney, Harrison, and possibly Lennon, piano, along with occasional lead guitar. After the guitar solo, look out for the vocals, especially the Beach Boy-inspired harmonies. After a lovely finger-pick guitar intro by Lennon, Dear Prudence will focus on McCartney's stellar drum part. The bass and vocals will enter remix style for the second verse, and without Lennon's rhythm part, it's easier to hear Harrison's lead as well as McCartney's stupendous fills on the outro. We'll bring it home with Lennon's finger-picking guitar, taught to him by Donovan while in Rishikesh. Back in the USSR and Dear Prudence. One, two, three, four. Shout that George is always on my mind, my mind, my mind, my mind, my mind. Oh, 
Next up, two very heavy songs, one by Lennon and one by McCartney. Lennon's contribution was actually the first song recorded for the White Album, and he felt very strongly that it should be released as a single because of its lyrical content. When the rest of the group deemed it too slow, they returned to the studio to cut a faster version of it five weeks later. Although Revolution would end up as the B-side to McCartney's Hey Jude, it is still a remarkable song both musically and lyrically. We'll then hear McCartney's heavy metal masterpiece, Helter Skelter. After reading a review of The Who's 1967 LP, The Who Sell Out, he was intrigued that the critic claimed that I Can See For Miles was the heaviest song he had ever heard, and without hearing the song, set out to outdo The Who and create something that rocked even harder. Helter Skelter was originally recorded on July 18, 1968 as a slow bluesy number, but it did have a heavily compressed drum sound along with distorted guitars. But it is the remake, begun on September 9th, that would truly be considered a hard rock recording. For Revolution will isolate Ringo's swinging, hard-hitting drums and Lennon's incredibly distorted Epiphone Casino with moments of Harrison's equally distorted Les Paul, achieved by plugging the guitars directly into the console, a serious breach of EMI studio protocol. We'll also hear Nicky Hopkins' blistering electric piano solo played on a Honer Pianet N and Lennon's scorching vocals. For Helter Skelter, I highlighted the vocals, drums, bass, and lead guitar. By leaving out the driving rhythm guitar for the majority of the song, the other parts become clearer, creating a unique listening experience.
Welcome back. In February 1968, the Beatles were quite productive, completing their new single Lady Madonna with the flip side, The Inner Light, as well as the first version of Lennon's Across the Universe in four sessions at EMI Studios. Harrison had already recorded the instrumental for The Inner Light at EMI's facility in Bombay, India on January 12, 1968, so they were ahead of the game. Since so much had been accomplished, they canceled a Saturday session scheduled for February 10th, reconvening in Studio 3 on Sunday to film a promotional clip for Lady Madonna before John and George departed for Rishikesh a few days later, followed by Paul and Ringo a few days after that. Rather than mime to the pre-recorded track of Lady Madonna, they filmed themselves recording Lennon's awesome Hey Bulldog, one of the few film clips of them actually recording in the studio. We'll begin with Lennon's piano, McCartney's bass, and Starr's drums, before adding vocals on the second verse. We'll drop out the piano and drums for Lennon's hot double-track guitar solo played on Harrison's Gibson SG before bringing it all back in. The bass is muted for the last chorus to show what the vocal sounded like with the original backing track before McCartney overdubbed his bass. Look out for some tasty drum fills from Ringo on the outro, as well as Lennon and McCartney's twisted vocals. Hey, Bulldog. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs>
That was Hey Bulldog. After recording and mixing for the White Album wrapped at 5 p.m. on October 17th, after a marathon 24-hour session, the group took a well-deserved break and didn't return to the studio for two and a half months. But when they did get back together, it was not in a recording studio, but a film studio. Twickenham Studios, to be precise, for the start of the infamous Get Back Sessions. Serious rehearsals began with I've Got a Feeling and Don't Let Me Down, two songs that would eventually be recorded at the group's final live appearance on the Apple rooftop on January 30th, 1969. This mix of I've Got a Feeling features more of Billy Preston's Fender Rhodes electric piano and a bit less of John and George's guitars. The vocals will drop out occasionally to highlight the rhythm section, and for Lennon's verse, we'll mute the drums to let the vocal shine. For the last verse, guitars and Fender Rhodes will be featured before slowly bringing everybody together for the outro. While Don't Let Me Down was recorded at the January 30th lunchtime concert, the released version, the B-side to Get Back, was actually recorded at Apple Studios at 3 Savile Row two days earlier. This is a true remix, with elements coming in and out, and with Billy Preston's Fender Rhodes once again to the fore. For this version, McCartney's bass doesn't enter until the bridge, so you can really hear the interplay between guitar and electric piano. Interestingly, it was Harrison who came up with the signature guitar riff that begins the song and is such an important part of the recording. One, two, three, four. I've got a feeling, a feeling deep inside, oh yeah. I can't hide, oh no, no, oh no, oh no, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be like Oh, please believe me, I'd hate to miss the train.
like she does Ooh, she does Yes, she does And if somebody loved me like she do me Ooh, she do me Yes, she does After the Beatles completed the Get Back sessions on January 31, 1969, sessions were sporadic for the next five months. One song that was recorded during this lull was McCartney's 50s-inspired Oh Darling. Although it was rehearsed during the Get Back sessions, the song would not be properly recorded until April 20th. McCartney's vocal performance is fantastic on this song, but it took several attempts over a number of days to get it right. Second engineer Alan Parsons recalled that Paul came in several days running to do the lead vocal on Oh Darling. He'd come in, sing it, and say, no, that's not it, I'll try again tomorrow. He only tried it once per day. I suppose he wanted to capture a certain rawness, which could only be done once before the voice changed. I remember him saying, five years ago, I could have done this in a flash. However long it took, the results were worth it. The lead and backing vocals are the highlight of this mix. So the drums, bass, piano, and guitar will come in and out throughout the song in order to leave space for McCartney's soaring vocals. Oh, don't.
back and I'm Anthony Robustelli with the Beatles multi-track meltdown. Next up, two George Harrison songs, one from Abbey Road and one from Let It Be. In the spring of 1969, John, George, and Ringo decided to have American Alan Klein handle their business affairs, but Paul didn't agree and remained loyal to his father-in-law Lee Eastman. Therefore, meetings at Apple were often fraught with tension, and one day George decided to skip out and visit his friend Eric Clapton at his country house in Surrey. While strolling through the gardens with one of Clapton's acoustic guitars, he wrote one of his most beautiful compositions, Here Comes the Sun, one of the strongest songs on Abbey Road. It is one of George's most optimistic tunes, and the music is as sunny as the lyrics. The stress caused by the problems at Apple also inspired another Harrison song, I, Me, Mine, which ironically was the last new song that the Beatles recorded. On August 20th, 1969, John, Paul, George, and Ringo attended one of the final mixing sessions for Abbey Road. This would be the last time that the four Beatles would be together in the recording studio, but it was not the last Beatles recording session. Once it was decided to include a scene in the film Let It Be of George, Paul, and Ringo rehearsing I, Me, Mine while John and Yoko waltzed, it was apparent that the song needed to be recorded properly for the soundtrack. On January 3, 1970, George, Paul, and Ringo returned to Studio 2 to lay down tracks for I, Me, Mine. The following day, they returned to the studio to perform overdubs for Let It Be, which was officially the last Beatles recording session. Lennon did not play on either of these exceptional Harrison songs. For Here Comes the Sun, we'll focus on the acoustic and electric guitars and the vocals until the second verse, where we'll shift the focus to the strings, clarinets, flutes, and piccolos before bringing the drums in for the last verse and chorus. We'll also add a bit of bass and bring the guitars back in before the close of the song. For I Me Mine, different instruments will enter, disappear, and re-enter remix style, featuring Harrison's acoustic and electric guitars, as well as McCartney's bass, organ, and Fender Rhodes, and Starr's drums. It becomes apparent, as each instrument is given the spotlight, how important every part of this puzzle is to creating such a heartfelt yet hard-driving song. Here comes the sun and I Me Mine. Two, three, four. And I say it's alright Little darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter Little darling, it feels like years since it's been here Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's all right Little darling, the smile's returning to 
the faces Little darling, it seems like years since it's been here Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's all right Extraordinary songs by George Harrison. Here comes the sun and I'm E Mine. To close out the show tonight, one of my favorite tracks from Abbey Road, Lennon's remarkable I Want You, She's So Heavy, recorded over six sessions at both Trident and EMI Studios. The final version ended up being an edit of two similar but not identical mixes. Since Lennon had done different overdubs over two versions of the same backing track, there were in effect two different versions. And until August 20th, 1969, Lennon was unsure as to which he wanted to release. By editing the two together, he got exactly what he wanted. 
We all know that I Want You, She's So Heavy is a guitar-oriented song with multiple overdubs by both Lennon and Harrison. But for this mix, we're going to showcase Billy Preston's smoking hot organ part, along with Starr's innovative drumming. We'll also highlight Lennon's bluesy guitar solo, McCartney's creative bass part in Tilda solo and again on the fade out, as well as some lead and backing vocals, including Lennon's infamous scream before the last She's So. The guitars will finally appear for the outro, but without the white noise generated from the Moog synthesizer, so you can truly hear the band at one of their heaviest moments. Here is I Want You, She's So Heavy.
Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and you've been listening to the Beatles Multitrack Meltdown. You can also see rare videos along with many of these remixes at thebeatlesiwanttotellyou.com. See you next week.